I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. <laughs> Welcome to the show, J.C. Thank you. We had an exciting day yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Here in North Carolina, a room full of young people, yep. homeschool students and adults. I think I just pulled my microphone. <laughs> homeschool students and adults, and these students were were uh, just simply plugged in. I was asking questions. They were excited, and we taught the history of the Constitution, and all of them unanimously, enthusiastically raising their hands saying, yes, this is important information. They're smart kids. They were really smart kids. I love meeting smart kids and parents who encourage their children to think like this. And it's just, how, how do you get past the fact, JC, that this is what you find in the homeschool environment? This is what you find uh, with kids who are are educated in that kind of environment, that kind of curriculum, and not in the public schools. I mean, how do you how do you reconcile the fact that fact and still claim that we are doing something good in the government school system yeah. as a whole? Now, I'm not saying you're not going to find you know a pocket, right? Because there are good yeah, teachers smart and kids. smart kids, public but. Schools, sure. But this is this is something that's overwhelming. I yeah. mean, the evidence is just, and and it's no, it's no mystery why colleges are now seeking after these uh, homeschool kids now, and and revamping their whole admission process to to get these students in. Yeah, yes, and it's a lot no of positive thing. I mean, you know, you get one on one. I think a lot of the one on one is a big deal. Well, and I think it's it's no mystery why there is now legislation that's trying to control homeschooling. Sure. There's legislation trying to get government money into homeschooling because everybody who listens to this show, you you and I both know, hey, government money into the homeschooling uh, programs is government control into the homeschooling programs. Because they don't want to see us outdoing them, right? No, for sure. They and and it's it's just so obvious. So I wanted to thank everybody who was in uh, who was involved in bringing us to Raleigh yesterday and making that happen. We had we had people who came that said, "Oh, I didn't know this was for homeschool kids. I just wanted to learn about the history of the Constitution," and mm -hmm. and they were they were so excited and 
And, you know, JC, when we're teaching about the history of the Constitution, it's amazing. Uh, we have people that span all age groups, all backgrounds who say, you know, why, why didn't I learn this? Right. And then I always ask the question, do you think that we ought to be teaching this history now? And everybody's unanimously and, ex- you know, enthusiastically, yes. And then I say, how different would America be today if this was the history that we'd been teaching? I mean, these are lessons that we're supposed to be learning. Yeah, definitely. We met two cool guys yesterday. Is that, yep. is that uh, am I dating myself by calling them cool? I don't know. Maybe. Is that not said <laughs> dope anymore? <laughs> dope guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's said anymore either. No. <laughs> I don't know. We had a waitress yesterday kept saying cool beans, cool beans. So <laughs> I thought that went out in the 80s too. Yeah. <laughs> she was probably our age. No, she wasn't. She was a millennial. Mm, Maybe she was so. a retro millennial. Anyway, <laughs> the, br- the Hayes brothers in North Carolina are doing a great work to, cr- to reach their community. You can find the Hayes brothers on YouTube. They make YouTube videos. Uh, the Hayes brothers is their name on YouTube. They are not the Hayes brothers band. Okay. So skip that one over, but we have the Hayes brothers. They only have 12,000 subscribers guys. Let's go and help them. You know, as, as veterans in the Liberty movement, I don't know if I could actually, we haven't, we've only been doing this for eight years. So I consider the veterans, the people like the John Birch society and the people who've been around Paul forever. Right. Uh, yeah, I would say, le- I mean, those are legends. legends. I, I don't even know, pioneers. <laughs> pioneers, that about. would be better. But as veterans in the liberty movement, I think we have a responsibility to encourage the young people who are coming in. The Hayes brothers, they have a very recent uh, Walk to Truth story, and you need to go listen to them and encourage them. And we made an amazing video with them, just sitting down in their living room, talking and doing YouTube. So as soon as that one is up, we'll share that too. That'll help you get uh, acquainted with them. But they're very, very excited. And, And you know what amazed me, JC? When they got on YouTube and started talking about how they weren't going to be on the political plantation anymore, mm-hmm. they got death threats. <laughs> Seriously. Death threats? People are stupid. People are stupid. I loved your comment, though. <laughs> You're like, when that happens to us, we're like, hey, you know, here's my address. My address yeah. <laughs> here's my address. On, <laughs> my wife will n- have lunch for you. I got nine acres, <laughs> man. I got nine acres. They'll never find you. <laughs> whatever oh, come on man seriously that's the yeah i'm not going to be i mean yeah. miss mrs uh carlson bless her heart I, i'm not going to be hiding in a pantry i'm just oh, going to tell you no so. no no <laughs> whatever no mayor and mrs hall is not going to be hiding in the pantry either no, I'm, so <laughs> i'm not bothered by death threats <laughs> and neither is colton hall because we are all uh well trained let's just leave it at that so hayes h-a-y-e-s hayes brother and don't forget we're on youtube now so you can watch us do this show if you go to the chris ann hall youtube channel subscribe ring the bell ring the liberty bell that was colton's little yeah. input tell him ring the bell tell him to ring the liberty he said the liberty bell mm-hmm. so he's catching on that's great so i wanted to talk today about um well at least in the first part of the show about education and then I have something that's really going to chap JC's hide since everybody Uh-oh. likes to watch JC rant 
<laughs> I thought I'd give him an opportunity. It's my grumpy old man shtick. <laughs> I'd like to give him the opportunity to do that at the end of the show. So the Texas Board of Education, according to Fox News and Bradford Betts, is uh, considering <laughs> eliminating Hillary Clinton and Helen Keller That's funny. from their curriculum. That's hilarious. It is. It is kind of funny. Uh, it, it's the Texas, according to Fox, the Texas State Board of Education will vote on Tuesday. I'm supposing that was this week, so we missed it. I'll have to look it up. Whether to eliminate major historical figures like Hillary Clinton and Helen Keller from the state social studies curriculum. Uh, the Austin American Statesman reported. Now, there's there's other people that they're looking to eliminate. Barry Goldwater and, uh, uh, well, he's uh, first Jewish nominee, I suppose, as a resident, as a presidential candidate. And um, they've included some other people. But here's the thing that I wanted to talk about, JC. Keep Billy Graham and Moses. Keep Billy Graham and Moses, yeah, but get rid of, well, I don't know. Will they run out of room? Like I, I know. page See, limitations? that's my point here. All right, I, when we start eliminating people <laughs> from our history books. What is the basis of this? This is, this is how we get history that repeats. Remember, Patrick Henry said, I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that is the lamp of experience. I know no way to judge the future but by the past. We are where we are today because we've eliminated people from history. Can you imagine the discussion that happened? Well, we don't have room for Christmas addicts anymore. No. Right? We don't have room to teach about the women like Mercy Otis Warren. I mean, history is a big thing, you know? So I... I don't know. How do you make those decisions? I mean, because said, uh, you know, historical figures. Hillary Clinton is Hillary, is Hillary Clinton a historical figure? Yes, she is. is but you is don't Helen have to Keller spend twelve a, hours talking no, about not. her. Yeah. So, but how? That's what I'm saying. How do you? So, how do you talk about her? What do you say? Or what is the basis of eliminating someone like Helen Keller or Barry Goldwater or whatever? I mean. See, here's the thing. How do you make those decisions? And and this is this is the problem. So when and and I said this to the students yesterday. I said, "Here's the problem with our history books. As we get older, history gets bigger." Yeah. It does. And and you you can't cover it all in a history book. The problem is when people start sitting down and trying to decide who to keep and who to eliminate, right? So my question is, why is Hillary Clinton in a history book? She was uh she was the wife of a president of the United States. She was a senator for a state and she was the secretary of state. Right. Right? So wh- why would she we we should put her in there and say she, you know, uh first lady Hillary Clinton if we're going to cover the presidents of the United States, first lady Hillary Clinton was also senator and was also a um, was secretary of state under she, President Barack Obama. Was she first female secretary of state or was that Condoleezza Rice? Was Condoleezza Rice secretary of state? I, I don't remember. Oh, that's terrible. Now we're showing everybody. This is you can't throw this stuff up on me. And no, in but I'm sa- right, you're talking yeah. about reasons why right, she would right. be in there. I mean, that uh-huh. would be significant if that's if that's the case i i can't remember i uh, i think maybe condoleezza rice was uh 
first female Secretary of State. I don't remember another female Secretary of State. Do you? Mm, no. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, she, she obviously was the first person. female African American Secretary yes. of State for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, second female Secretary of State after Madeleine Albright. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. you forgot about Madeleine Albright. Right. I always think she. I don't know. Whatever. I always <laughs> think when you say Madeleine Albright, I think, oh, that's a British politician. I don't know why <laughs> that pops in my head. But anyway, Margaret so Margaret Thatcher. I guess I mixed those two. There's but, Hillary Clinton in your history book. Yeah. You're going through the presidents of the United States. Bill Clinton was president and first lady. Uh, Hillary Clinton, who was also blah, blah, blah. Right. I and could see why do you have to have more than that? I could see eliminating Barry Goldwater. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, right, you know, how many how many how many didn't win the presidency people are you going to put in there? I mean, unless you're going to shift to a talk about the founding of conservative ideology or whatever, you know, leaders that, or the first, but then what other ideologies are you going to, yeah, it's almost a separate topic. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall, and and this is the, the this is the the conundrum when you're trying to t- teach history and well, you're trying to do this. And I would say the other conundrum the conundrum is when the government's in charge of the education, yes. right? Yes, I mean, education, absolutely. Since education is supposed to be, uh, you know, at the local level, right? Then that community can decide what they want to teach. You know right. what I mean? And so that's the point that I brought up to the students. The so when when the government is sitting down and deciding what history you're going to teach, because there's going to be an issue, you're going to run out of time, yeah. right? And how that's going to be taught. The problem becomes not judging these things based on their influential merit, but basing them upon your political ideologies or some kind of agenda that you're trying to teach. My goodness, why would you even consider teaching Hillary Clinton to an extent and then ignore the founding women of America who made America, who actually pioneered the way for Hillary Clinton to do what she did? Yeah, if you're going to teach Hillary Clinton and not teach Mercy Otis Warren, you have a messed up history. That's right. That's right. But that's if you're gonna if you're gonna argue that you have to teach Barry Goldwater and not teach Crispus Attucks or not teach Barack Obama or not teach Barack Obama, right? The right? first black president. How are you gonna not include that? Right. But that goes well, back. Well, how to are you gonna not? How are you gonna teach about the first ba- black president and, and not, not teach, teach Christmas about Attucks. Crispus Attucks and the people who made that possible well, for him or the first elected black politician? Period. Period. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, which Do was you know long that before is? that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this goes. I think this goes back to what you always say when you're when you're teaching you about the school and education. You say uh, you talking to the parent. You're always a homeschool parent, That's no right. matter where your child goes to school. That's right. So this is ultimately on the parent. I mean, right. 
you, you're you're not going to be able to depend on anybody else to teach what what needs to be taught. Like I wouldn't. I mean, and to, here's to me, thing. this would almost be an irrelevant conversation if my child were in public school i'd be like i don't care what you include because i'm gonna make sure my child learns right. what they need to learn <laughs> doesn't matter you include, include whatever thing. i'm gonna tell them how how wrong that is yeah or, or then I'm gonna you have you you've remarked about this and and those of you who've been listening to the show you remember the shock in jc's voice when he discovered Uh-oh. that Benjamin Franklin was only 16 oh, yeah, when yeah. he wrote the Silence Do Good Letters, yeah. right? Yeah, you have to read. go read those. Read the Silence Do Good Letters but and here's then the consider. Thing. He's 16 years old. He had two two years in the Latin school. Right, and we have, we have, but what we have now are students who who check in and out of school. Life is no longer an educational process, yeah. right? You you do what you have to do, and then you come home and you get on the, the video games, and you that's plug in into YouTube, that, and you do that stuff. But that's in school as well. I mean, you if you go to, like, back when I was on Twitter, you could they have Periscope, or you can look at whatever. Uh, you see these on, on YouTube. The kids are actually streaming and chatting like, They'll have their chat so you can see inside the classroom what these kids are doing. And I've seen the I've seen YouTube videos where the kids are streaming out of their classroom and they're they're literally like the computer lab. They have computers in the classroom. They're just playing games, uh, just running around, whatever. And this is like every every day. That's their school experience where it's just a big daycare. And the teachers are like you could see the teacher sitting at the desk just doing whatever and kids well are that's because it doesn't take eight belt. hours to teach a child that's true it but does not take eight hours and right that's but true the purpose, but in many of these cases we know we know the purpose from the history true. of the education yeah. system that's is to plug them into the government right, and right. take them out of the parents yeah. lives so that's the whole purpose it doesn't matter how long it takes to teach yep. we want them there we don't want them here yeah, exactly. with the parents exactly. and that's what we're doing and this is why uh, the next story is important to me as well this is from rt free speech on campus war on christianity or equal opportunity ideological background and so this is uh this is something on rt that that popped up about how our campuses our college campuses are are just simply beating our students to into silence these days not just simply uh academically but but socially as well and i just uh, when we talk about this story when we come back from the break i just want to ask where are the leaders in the communities where are the professors There again, men tear up our constitution And from every direction We cry revolution Standing together and without permission Soldiers for truth in the war of attrition The love of our country As our The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Oh, but I'm only a stranger here. I'm alone. 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Remember, you can always find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. You can find our super excellent constitutional training at libertyfirstuniversity.com. That's libertyfirstuniversity.com. And we have an article at chrisannhall.com called Stolen Education, Stolen Children, Stolen Future that teaches the history of the American education system and how the Marxists have deliberately, intentionally, with a slow, methodical patience taken over the American education system. There's no wonder that our colleges have become who they are. Our colleges have become institutions of indoctrination to this communist, this Marxist ideology where our students think Che Guevara is awesome, but they have no idea who Mercy Otis Warren is, who Crispus Attucks is. They don't even know what we celebrate on the 4th of July. And so we have these situations now on our college campuses where there's no understanding of freedom of speech, mm-hmm. no understanding of, of your right to speak and to, to just simply interact with other people. So in September, Polly Osen sued Northeast West Wisconsin Technical College, claiming the staff had violated her free speech rights when they stopped her from handing out religiously themed valentines to her fellow students. An observer had a company uh, had a, had complained of quote suspicious activity. <laughs> suspicious. See, that's just what right. She's handing out valentines yeah. on Valentine's I, Day. I, I suspicious you think her candy activity. is laced with poison? I know, right? What does that mean? She was escorted to the campus security office and told that her cards, which contained Christian messages like "Jesus loves you." might be considered offensive and that she was soliciting by distribute them outside the campus designated free speech zone. Okay, how many liberty offensive activities can you slam into an eight cent an eight line paragraph? I mean, come on now people. We have seen college campuses go nuts over gun control. You can't shut up a college professor about gun control. You can't shut up a college professor in the West when it comes to returning the land back to the states, right? You, when it comes to government power. But where in the world are the professors when your college has designated a free speech zone? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden handing out valentines suspicious. is suspicious activity that is soliciting. Soliciting. I mean, I, I don't know. And I, it, you, you can get into the whole idea that this is, you know, two sets of standards for the Christians and for everybody else. Um, this is about free speech. I don't care how you want to spin it. This is about free speech. And of all places on the planet, of all places on the planet, our colleges ought to be where people can engage in free discourse. 
Exchanging ideas ought to be the purpose of our college campuses. You ought to be able to just step up and throw down. I'm reminded of that that uh, Robin Williams movie, The Dead Poet Society. You ought to be able to just walk out on campus, throw down a chair, stand up, and get to preaching, whatever. And I don't mean that in a religious aspect, but not to exclude in a religious aspect. You ought to be able to throw down something, step up, and just start preaching. Mm -hmm. Because people are free to walk by you. They're free to just go on. They're free to go to their classes and ignore you. Oh my goodness, seriously? Uh, this this for me is so fundamentally offensive. I the the peculiar thing to me. So this I mean this clearly could be offensive to some people, right? People think stuff's offensive in all kind of ways. What is bizarre to me is when something is offensive to you. What is this I need the police to handle that for me? Yeah. I'm offended. So yeah. then the reaction is get the police to apprehend the person this because you're offended. I don't understand that. Addiction. It yeah, is so absolute inability to self govern. Oh, I can't walk well, away. What is wrong? What somebody else may is, not be able to walk away, so I have to protect them with the police. What is wrong with these adult students that that they can't say, Hey, look, I I I am whatever. I'm a Satanist. I'm a Muslim. I find this offensive. I'm oh, a non-believer. Oh, well, whatever. you know, and conversation, whatever. Oh, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't. This offends me. Okay. Thank you. But no. But what, they're what, not what, even so having that? a conversation. That's, that's my point. There's what no conversation happening. Yeah. You can just walk by. And this is my point. We have trained our students to be like this, K through 12. We, we don't send free thinkers to college and then all of a sudden they get on campus and it's shut down. Yes. They're bred that way. We that's teach true. them that way. We teach them uh, you cannot uh, stand up against your teacher. You can't argue with the textbook. You can't be a free thinker. But set that all aside. Where and and I'm gonna I am gonna lay this on the college professors. Where in the world are the college professors? There's got to be a law school nearby. Where are the Where are the constitutional law professors? Why aren't they out there helping these students just stand up and protest? Yes. Well. I mean, where are the adults in this situation? Okay, so that is part of it, but I can't set the other aside because it's actually no. this. No, it's actually the same thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. because this is a college. What What is a college? What are you trying to do? What's your goal? So therefore, not only what you're talking about the law school professors on behalf of the one side, but the other professors on behalf right. of the other side. You should be incredibly disturbed. As a college professor, oh my goodness. As an atheist, as a non-believer, you should be disturbed as well. Listen to me. As a college professor, you should be disturbed that your students can't think, that they can't communicate. Oh, yeah. Okay? So the professors should see this and say, wow, this is a problem. Yeah. Let me gather these students who were offended, right? And then you give a class. That's what Robin Williams did. He took them out. Like, this is how you free speech. Exactly. You go, okay, (laughs) no one's saying you can't be offended. That's fine. Be offended. (laughs) Okay, now let me, let's have a class, and I'm going to teach you how adults with with working brains deal with being offended. Number one, 
they don't call the cops. Okay, so let's get it. Let's do some. Let's do some role play here, right? I mean, serious. Yep. I'm, I'm dead serious. I know you this are. This is a college. I know you are. This is your job. This is the whole purpose of the institute, right? So how, they're going along with this. You're you're standing by while this is this is not rational thinking behavior. Mm-hmm. This is these are this is the behavior of of a of a child like like a barely out of infancy a, mm-hmm. a grade school child right. you run to the teacher you run to you know mom and dad right these are supposed to be adults this is not high school this is college these are adult people and so that's where the colleges are failing so, but here's the problem because it's ideological the professors share the same view and in some cases i think the same mentality uh, as the students. So the students in many cases are a reflection yeah, of the professors. But because the professors are afraid of losing their jobs. They're afraid maybe. of losing their peer review. Or they're leftist, God-hating wackos just right, like right. the students. So they're offended as well. Can but we, but can there's got to be rational professors out there in these yeah. colleges. I know that there are. Even the ones on the left, there are. Uh, the, the guy at Evergreen, I mean, he got fired because he tried That's to be right. rational right. against this stuff. But. Well, let's it's go ahead and just quote Benjamin Franklin here, just so we understand why we're so upset about this. Benjamin Franklin says, without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech, which is the right of every man as far by it as he does not hurt or control the right of another. And this is the only check it ought to suffer and the only bounds it ought to know. Now, listen to what he says. This sacred privilege is so essential to free governments that the security of property and the freedom of speech always go together. And in those wretched countries where a man cannot call his tongue his own, he can scarce call anything else his own. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech, a a thing terrible to public traitors. See, this is where I want to get back to now. Why is all of this happening? Why? Because we have public traitors. Because we have people who want to subdue the freedom of speech because they don't want free government. Right? Because free government is a trade-off. And that doesn't mean like free stuff from government. That means you are free from government intrusion. You are free to self-govern. And people... Don't whether they recognize that intellectually or if it's just something subconsciously, you cannot have that kind of government and still have a government that will take care of you, that will will take responsible for your every action, pay for your every will, pay for your every whim and 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 be blamed for all your mistakes. And that's what we're breeding in these colleges, because this is what this liberal um Marxist ideology wants. We don't want res- personal responsibility. We don't want the responsibility of self-governance. We want a- government to govern everybody else, and we want free stuff. We want programs. We want security. We want uh, medical treatment. We want education, and that comes at a price. See, that's where all these incidents to me as I look at them to me get lost in we get lost in the religious argument or the ideological See, argument. That's what I said. It's not about Christianity. It's about free speech about limited government. Yeah. But in a university it, to me, it's a, it's about thought. 
Yeah. I mean, that's where I think we we. Well, and that's what Franklin said. Without right. freedom of thought. Yeah, we get side. I, I to me, we get sidetracked, and we the 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 sides start arguing arguing left versus right, Christian versus not Christian, this and that. My question is, what is the purpose of a university if you're not going to teach people how to think, how to communicate? Why are you teaching the ideology? You're supposed to be teaching them how to think. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Uh, this is our last segment, JC. Okay. It goes way too quick yeah, for us. Yeah, this show goes too fast. So now I'm going to give you your, your final opportunity to rant because non-thinking uh, I college... The last <laughs> article was... No, that was my rant. Non-thinking college students make non-thinking citizens, right. which allow things like this to happen. So this is a story from the Lincoln, Nebraska Journal Star. $105,000 seized, no arrests or charges after an I-80 traffic, traffic stop near Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here's the ha- what happened. You're just going to flip over this. So Lincoln police officer, uh, county sheriff's officer, interdiction task force saw a Chevy Tahoe driving with a single driver. And he thought it was suspicious that a single person would would be driving such a large SUV with Maryland plates in Nebraska. So the officer wrote for a a search warrant. Okay, I, I, okay. So he writes in for a search warrant based on what? What is your probable cause? It's suspicious that a single person's driving a Chevy Tahoe with Maryland plates. So apparently he gets it. I don't. I don't. Where is this judge? So he waits. He follows that. I point out no name. No name. No name. No name of the officer. No, no name, name of the judge who issued such a ridiculous warrant. No. So the Thank officer you, follows the vehicle. And waits for him to make a lane change violation. That's what happened to us in Utah, right? You didn't have your blinker on for two seconds before you changed lanes. We've been profiled right by our house with that stupid excuse. I know, right? So the officer now pulls over the vehicle, sees a passenger that he didn't notice before. The people say, we're visiting from California, and uh, we're here to... uh, um, uh, see some family members. Nothing suspicious about that. They rented a car. They're driving uh, to visit some family members. So he now has two other deputies come and help him with this traffic It's stop. a rental car? It's a rental car. Oh. So the drug-sniffing dog alerted a deputy to the smelled drugs in the SUV. No drugs were found. Okay? Right. No drugs were found. You know how many times we've rented a car... And you can obviously tell somebody had drugs in there before you rented the car. Yeah, absolutely. But there's no I drugs in the car. we ought to trade cars when that happens if you're going to end up in this situation. So the deputies found $105,194 in a suitcase. Okay. And they, arre- they took the money 
but didn't arrest anybody and didn't file any charges. Okay. And everybody's like, why did you take this money? Suspicious drug activity. It was turned over to the, so the Lancaster County Sheriff's Captain Ben Houchin said, now we have one name finally, uh, uh, the investigators are trying to determine who the money was to be delivered to. What freaking business how, is it yeah, of yours? Yeah, how about none of your business? What freaking business how is it of yours? How about my grandma needs a house? Right. None of your what? stinking business. <laughs> so because it was $105,000 in cash, no drugs, no crime, no arrest, they turn it over to the Department of Homeland Security for federal civil asset forfeiture, right? Because they have no crime. That's the end of the story. Yeah, but they have they, no. They have to crime. tag. They have to add this other stuff yeah. to bolster the story. Yeah. So oh, they also found five hundred fifteen pounds of marijuana. Yeah. That was somebody else. Some other occasion. Some five hundred. Five hundred cans of meth. Somebody else. Some other occasion. Some other year. Nothing to do with. Nothing this. to do with this case. <laughs> so now you know why the Lincoln Riley Johnson County, the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office, stole a hundred and five thousand dollars from these people. What was their crime? They had cash. They had a lot of cash. That was their crime. Now, listen, I want to get this in before we run out of time. Yeah, please, because I'm... The officers are questioned, and the captain says, but we don't take money from innocent people. That was his justification. We don't take money from innocent people, who you just did, because you just admitted they committed no crime. Lancaster County Sheriff's Captain Ben Hoochin, Houchin. He just Quote, said we don't take money from innocent people. By the way, thank you for naming a name. Finally. Yeah, right. You Let didn't. There's no arrest, no crime. That means you, innocent. You took money from innocent people. Moron. And non-thinking young people make non-thinking adults. God bless you guys. We will see you on Saturday. Let me know.